Listener Production. Hi, and welcome to That's Enough Already with me, Ursula Carlson. And this week's guest has a very hairy bum that keeps him warm. And how do I know it? Because he's danced naked to Helen Reddy. Somewhere, go find the video. You can watch it too. You'll know all of the hairy bum jokes that goes on in this podcast. Now, he is a very, very smart man. His name is Alex Dyson. He's a podcaster, author, a DJ, amateur dancer, politician. You would have seen him. You would have heard him. Honestly, when I got off the back of this podcast, I said to my producer, Alex is way smarter than anyone I've ever talked to. Enjoy this potty. Shh, that's quite enough. Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Do you know what's weird? So you're quite a decade or so younger than me, so maybe your experience is different. My brother and I were talking about hearing our voices for the first time. Yeah. Because you don't, like, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, we're both nearly 50, right? And so there was never the opportunity to record your own voice. Yep. So the first time I heard my own voice, I was in high school already, and I'm like, ew, whose fucking voice is that? And they go, that's you. <laughs> That's because your voice doesn't sound the same, but you don't know that. Uh, but now I think people don't realise because they autocomplete. Their voice is fixed because they're so used to hearing their own voice all the time on recordings. On And they always watch shit back. Let me see it. Yeah, As soon as exactly. I make a video of the kids, they go, let me see it. And not once have they gone, fuck, why is my voice so irritating? <laughs> they need <laughs> more insecurities <laughs> than we had because I'm exactly with you. I can remember it clearly watching back in year eight, my friend's like 14th birthday party. Someone had a video camera, yeah. did it, and we watched it back. And I went, am I that nasally? Am I that, like, what? what is, who is this man? And, yeah, it, it's a rough process. Even starting Triple J, I was, like, yeah, 18 when I did my first shifts and hearing it back for the yeah, first time. I'm like, oh, this it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, mm. and I, I didn't realise how high-pitched I was. Oh, yeah. That was a surprise for everyone. I was like, oh, my God. In my voice, in my head, I sound like, Sort of a Dion Warwick, not in the chorus, <laughs> like in the build-up, you know, sort of 10 cigarettes in the morning and two yeah. long blacks. Yeah. I don't sound like I do now. Yeah. On the inside, I sound sexy. On the outside, it's like. <laughs> so uh, what the, what's that thing that, that you have? Body dysmorphia. I've got voice oh, right. dysmorphia. So like a dial-up modem in real life instead of. Uh, yeah. Yeah, instead of the, the husky voice. Do you have like, do you have a, like a different voice? Like if you're talking to someone on the phone, like if I get a call from an unknown number, I'll be so, like I'll be talking normally and then I go, hello, this is Alex. Um, just I don't know um, what it is. Like people calling me, I'm yeah. like, I just go to as neutral I, as possible, as pleasant as but possible. But I think your default is obviously a lot nicer than mine. <laughs> What's yours? my default when I don't know some hello. <laughs> like I just <laughs> I don't say a name. Why do you need my name? Yeah, I'm sure. the person you just called, bitch. Yeah, you yeah. should be giving me my name. <laughs> Identify yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> for sure. always go, ooh, I, I was looking for Usha. This is shit. <laughs> <laughs> but That's I want to leave that, yeah. that window open when it is an asshole that I can go, Fuck you! Yeah. Put the phone down. <laughs> Slam. But do you know when to go, hi, this is Ishla. Yeah. And then they go, 
You're a dickhead. And uh, I think it's yeah. social media. Social media has conditioned me to the point where people aren't very nice people. Mm. No, you take that for sure. Mm. Yeah. Do you get a lot of online hate? Um, no, like it's it's pretty good. The good thing, particularly, you know, going from live radio to podcasting mm. is yeah. very few people trip and fall into your podcast. Yeah. Um, on a podcast, it's an audience of your development. People who know you, they're comfortable with you, yeah. they get your sense of humour, they know you're a reasonable person when the uh, the jokes fall flat and can push through to the next next session. And so, yeah, it's um, it's been okay. It's interesting um, getting into the world of TikTok and having your content pop up in a bunch of random people's threads, which yeah. is um, – quite interesting so I've just put out a put out a video recently and um it, it got you start getting comments in other languages and you go okay this has gone further than my usual social circles um <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is obviously a reviewer from the Herald Sun <laughs> but no <laughs> I I like the self-awareness go mm. look this is horseshit like sometimes I wonder if if that person exists if they're mm. out there where they go you know this like even today a guy commented on a thing where I was not pushing anything homosexual. Like, I don't have a lot of gay stuff. Like, I don't, like, when people go, do you do a lot of queer material? I'm like, mm. no, I don't think so. You know, I talk about my wife, you know, like, I don't go out of my way. Like, I don't discuss, you know, lying with these women and fucking <laughs> them in great detail. <laughs> You know, that doesn't come up. But this guy. Maybe a Majora uh, was. Yeah, I mean, when you fight your way through, it's in the menorah forest. (laughs) You know, we find a man in the boat. Those internet trolls, particularly when it comes to homophobia, are so triggering. We got an early sense of that with um, my first radio partner being Tom Ballard. We grew up in Warrnambool together. And for a time he wasn't out on air when we were just doing sort of overnights, weekends, and then he sort of mentioned that he was gay and would do exactly the same thing, would tell a story about his boyfriend the same way that I had a girlfriend at the time and could just drop my girlfriend Mm. this into conversation. But people would say, stop going on about it. Stop. It's yeah. fine if you're this, but stop ramming it down our throats. I it's know. Like, and it's no. like, oh, I had to go get muesli for Steve. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm so sick of this guy agenda. I was like, <laughs> I yeah, just did a grocery exactly run. Right. <laughs> uh, where it was a story. So it's, yeah, it's unfortunate. And, you know, I've, I think eventually you do learn it's more about the person who is writing it more yeah. than it is about you and the, the criticisms they have on you. But, it, yeah, it's very interesting, the, the world of online hate. Mm. Yeah. I find great joy in it, though. Like mm. when when someone posts something that's like this morning's guy, his name's Nigel. I'm not even making this shit up. Nigel. A guy like Nigel always has a hot fucking take on some gay shit. <laughs> and Nigel goes... On a post that I just put out of a voiceover that I'm doing, so nothing homosexual whatsoever mm-hmm. to this little character. And then he goes, can you stop with the lesbian shit? It may have been funny in South Africa, but it's not funny here. Mm-hmm. Or go back to where you came from. I'm like, what a great way to sort of really embrace the xenophobia, homophobia, just <laughs> Nigel's a dickhead in one yeah. sentence. But then I thought Nigel would have had to go through a lot of my clips to go, oh, there's yeah. a lot of lesbian shit here. I'm going to comment on this one with no lesbian yeah. shit. And then, 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, I'm living red free in your head, Nige. Do you engage? Yeah, I always engage. I do. I do. My manager dies, her soul dies a little bit every time I do. But, you know, it's like it's like when you're on radio, people think, because you talk, you talk for a living, but that teaches you to listen. Mm-hmm. But when you when you um on stage and you sort of give, like, Kuzma and the storytelling, I want to know what makes people tick. So I go on their profiles and I want to see these people. They're just mm. normal, everyday people mm. that have a glitch. Mm-hmm. And this guy who's so homophobic, there's not one, one woman commenting on any of his shit. Not mm. one. Mm. And I'm like, mm. so then I reply to him and I go, Nige, because of your comment, thank you for giving me the strength. I will now knuckle down and double down on all this lesbian shit that I've been peddling. And... um as long as it gives you the strength to come out of the closet, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> and I know this is going to fuck oh, up his day and I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> just decanting that gasoline onto a Nigel fire. That's oh. incredible. Oh, goodness me. Yeah, I had a bit like recently getting into a different world other than, you know, the media where you can just, you know, say yeah. random things, but into politics where I ran as an independent in Australia. Yeah, why? Why politics? Please tell me. Well, I think because there's too many Nigels in politics. Like there's too many people in there and you go, well, exactly. Why would any sensible person want to do this? But I realised like that just paves the way for these non-sensible people, these arseholes, these egotistical people to to go through and become politicians. And it's like, well, if if us, us, you know, um, decent humans are being put off by that. Yeah. they're going to just keep getting in and in and in. And so, yeah, I thought give it a go and, you know, if not me, help other people get in and show, you know, particularly young people who are so disillusioned with politics never get listened to, never get catered for this generation. I thought, yeah, doing that would be good. Well, one guy was saying I was a puppet for the World Health Organisation. Um, but <laughs> I, yeah. Well, you would get that double, media and politics. Yeah, well, I did it. Um, I didn't engage with that dude, but there's another guy who was commenting on like everything I was putting up, and yeah. his profile photo was like a Ukrainian flag sort of thing, stand by Ukraine and stuff. I'm like, this guy, you know, yeah. he wants the best for people. You know, that's what I'm thinking. But he keeps going. You don't even live here. How can you even, you know, be that? You only, you know, grew up your entire life here. <laughs> you yeah. don't know yeah. that kind of thing. And so, sort of engaged with him a little bit and was saying, well, you're right. Like, I don't understand what it's like to be a farmer and, you know, be yeah. in a drought. I don't understand what it's like to be an Indigenous Australian and be, you know, overrepresented in all sorts of terrible uh, social societal areas and that kind of thing and have your culture, you know, um, com- continually undermined and undervalued. Like, yeah, and, and he, he sort of came around and apologised and stopped commenting on my stuff. And so, yeah, yeah. I try not to antagonise in my in my remarks but maybe <laughs> say a few sarcastic comments. Um, uh. Yeah, but you, biting your tongue I've found is usually best for my own mental health. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's look, you're already talking like a politician. <laughs> <laughs> when you actually do get into politics, because chances are good, you know. Wow, we got very close this time, we got it down to about yeah. just under 4%, which is nice. Would you then just go, okay, I'm a politician now, and then in 30 years, Oh, you know, like people go, he used to be on radio and people go, no. Like they'll come up with some weird thing for you, like Scotty from marketing, you'll be Alex from the waves or something, you know. (laughs) Come up with some random nickname. Yeah, or these videos. I did have, my God, I was doing a a Zoom with like a school class 
I talk to them about running for parliament and that kind of thing. And like people, you know, they have no idea. They've never listened to radio, linear radio in their life. So yeah. they're meeting me for the first time. But the first question after, you know, a 15-minute chat was, do you like Helen Reddy? It was ah. the first question, political question I got that day. I'm like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> I know what's happened here. These people have gone on YouTube yeah. and they have seen the video of me and Tom Ballard singing Helen Reddy in the nude for charity live oh, on air. Boy. Yeah. I am woman, hear me roar. Yeah. And so they asked me, oh, do you like Helen Reddy? I'm like, oh, no. Have you seen the video? And they're like, what video? And I'm like, oh. uh, you uh, outed yourself. No, no, uh, no video. Why, wait, sorry. Why do you ask? He's like, oh, we're doing a project on Helen Reddy. And I'm like, oh, well, no, what a, what a wonderful performer, an incredible singer. Imagine person. if you go, I've and got then, it lined up here. <laughs> unfortunately, they tracked it down. They got it yeah. out of me. They tracked it down. And um, yeah, they had future. Prime Minister was singing Helen Reddy, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar in the Nude, and that's available for all on the internet for free. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't it amazing that you have all of this shit out there? There's nothing. It's like mm. I did a show a few years ago where I say bullying wouldn't exist if we owned our shit. Yeah. <laughs> like if you just owned your shit, people go, you're fat. I go, I know. <laughs> like I own a mirror. I don't, like you can't hurt me. You can't hurt me with facts, motherfucker. <laughs> you got to be creative here. Like this, this yeah. ain't a thing. Yeah. It's the same. Like if I go, if you have a tail, mm-hmm. make sure all your clothing accommodate that tail. Stick mm-hmm. it out there. Wag it at people. You know, like mm-hmm. people go, look at my tail. I'm happy. Yep. There's nothing that takes the wind out of people. Like if someone goes, Alex, uh, you were naked and, and children can see it. Yeah. Children, children get naked too. Yeah. Like we were all born naked. Yeah. But it's a good thing about, you know, gradually being able to share. And I'm sure you got it. You would have been sharing stuff and like thinking like when you come up material, like, oh, should I be sharing that on stage? And eventually it gets out there and it feels a lot more cathartic. And you're right. That power it has over you is suddenly yeah. like set free. Um I remember being super self-conscious because I have quite a hairy bum and I'm like, oh, man, I was like, no, I don't want everyone to know those things. Then I, you know, said it for the first time. I'm like, oh, everyone knows now and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also all of those things, it's yep. a quick fix. Yeah. You know, like if it bothered you. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like your shit doesn't mm. really bother you. It's well, if, more if your it bothered pers- me enough because it bothers me a little but not enough to even do anything about it because that would be yeah. bothering me. You could you could do this and do nothing yeah. or you've got to actually put effort into not having a hairy bum every two weeks yeah. for the rest of your life. I'm like, no, 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 I'll just no. put up with the slights. Yeah. Also, you yeah. don't want to laser your butt cheeks. That's no. such a big, big oh, no. like you have to clear your schedule because you won't be able to sit for a while. <laughs> now people, there's rumours, oh, Alex can't sit. I wonder what happened there. And now all of a sudden there's all these rumours flying around. Yeah, and then the problem is is you could laser the bum, but then the top of the thighs, like, like yeah. you just got a hairy line there. you got to keep lasering all the way down the thighs, but then it's like yeah. hairy calf into yeah. like 
smooth hamstrings. Like, no, 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 take it all the way down to the uh, Achilles tendon. Then you got then the back of your legs are really smooth and the front's really hairy. So it's like, oh, yeah. we've got to go and all then, the uh, way around. And while you're there, you may as well go around the nuts because, you know. <laughs> exactly. But, but, but that should be a quick fix, though, like because mm. you see old dudes or businessmen with their no pants and wherever their socks have sort of scraped, like there's no hair there. Yeah, true. Yeah. So you should just that, put jeans, really tight undies. <laughs> <laughs> like free some sperm. I would free some sperm first of all. Yeah, like, yeah and then just pack it in. Just yeah. pack it in. Get Perfect. those poppies in there. Get it so tight and yeah. then, yeah, it'll just come off. Perfect. All right, that's the natural yeah. way. Yeah, natural that's, that's constriction. That's God's way. You just yeah. want to freshen that shit right off your butt. Hey, but if all of the jobs, because you got into, into radio so young, if there's one job, mm-hmm. anything, what would you pick job-wise to do? Um, I might have gone with my second preference at university, which was architecture. Oh. I really quite like, yeah, architecture, designing buildings and those kind of things. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I really like that. I watch a lot of Grand Designs. Um, Girls Grand like, Designs New Zealand is very good, actually. You know, very you've got some good. great houses over there. Yes, oh my goodness. yes. They do some very good things. I love the shows where they move the house, like existing yeah. house, like yeah. especially now, like after the pandemic, there's like a massive shortage of timber. There's a massive mm-hmm. use these fucking houses that people want to bowl. Get them, move them. Let's fix them. There was a New, New Zealand Grand Design one of they. They put an old house out near Christchurch, actually. Yeah, yeah it's a very good episode. And yeah, this the tree, you're gonna do it at night, you're going around all these curves, just the yeah. logistics around it is is yeah, diabolical. Yeah. What was yours? Have you told yours yet? Oh, no, I haven't. I am um, I think I'd like to be a surgeon, but I'm I'm shorter than the average bed. So I think because I'm five two, so I'd have to be one of those that would stand on a thing, mm. you know, on like a platform. Or so you could sort of like be harnessed and dropped from the ceiling. Or you could oh be my. like on those like acrobat ribbons, you know, those ribbons yeah. that those yeah, acrobats yeah. sort of fling down on. <laughs> I once did a, a, a corporate gig and it was, you know, for like regional council or something. Yeah. And it was just a bog standard corporate gig, right? And then... I saw when I walked out, there's the rig and the ribbons to the floor, and I knew, ooh. And then, so, so the, like, you need you need to pair your shit. It's like, if you're going to do entertainment, make mm-hmm. sure you pair it nicely mm-hmm. with whatever. <laughs> like, if you go, we're going to have a comedian and we want to get something else, which to me, yeah. if you've already got one, Go with that. It's like just because you've got the m- amount of money for it, why don't you buy yeah. a new coffee machine for work instead of <laughs> doubling down on two? But that's just me. The person on the string, you know, the 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 thing going up and down, whatever you call it, yep. that, that person, and it was a man, mm-hmm. wasn't with the other guy that they got who plays violin. So they had this violinist there, independent from the dude <laughs> swinging from the ceiling, and me. Now, I'm staying on stage. With all stage your lesbian propaganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my gay agenda coming for you. I'm just here to snatch pussy. <laughs> Enjoy the veal. No, so, <laughs> so I'm just I'm just saying, and then the guy on the violin, so I go, so we have this guy. Mm. 
And this guy, so then the violinist starts to play, but of course they didn't even meet each other. I only found that out afterwards. He starts playing, and now the guy on the 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 what do you call it mm-hmm. starts going up and down, but they're completely out of sync. Like oh, he's man. playing faster than he's playing. It, it just looked bizarre. And so at the end, I go, "Well, that was weird for everyone." All right, and then I just carried on. <laughs> I had to point because people didn't know where to look. There was, you know, it's like at least pick a song, let them meet beforehand or whatever. So you need to, you know, maybe a bit of country dancing or something, a bit of line dancing with a comedian. Yeah, that would work better with those Carlson comedy for sure, a bit of line dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah, like Mm. me. Me and I can break your heart, babe, (laughs) two of the same. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What what kind of taste of music do you have? Um, Good. No, eclectic, I would think. Like I, I can yeah. – I really like appreciating good songs from all different genres. I, yeah. I find myself listening to a lot of lyricless electronic music, somewhat ambient. Um, like I find that's a lot easier to like do writing with or, you know, emails yeah. without the lyrics in it. I do find myself listening to a lot of instrumentals and, and that kind of stuff. We did do a full radio show one morning devoted. We said, all right, every song that we play is an absolute mood setter this morning. It was um, when it was Matt and Alex. Matt and a, we did Matt and Alex exercise for an exercise morning. Then we did Matt and a sex exercise. So it was just really sensual tunes from six mm. till nine in the morning. And tell you what, it was hot and, hot and steamy there, Ursula. Very, very hot and steamy because um, – yeah, nothing kills the mood than being on shuffle and uh, you're in the in the zone and then on comes the Venga bus or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the kids' songs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly when right. Your best of 2022 and all of a sudden you've got Coffin <laughs> Dance and Barney the Dinosaur. I'm like, oh, my God. Goodness me. Hi, let me ask you something. Yeah. What is um, something that shits you to absolute death about other people? What irritates you about other people? Oh, what irritates me about other people? Really dislike, like, littering so much. I find that just the worst. Even, yeah. like, people throw cigarettes, on the, like, on the ground. Yeah. I find that, like, ooh. I, I want to be one of those people that say something, but I never do. I've got the council's phone number saved for when I see people because there's a uh, like an alleyway down to a uh, creek next to my house. Sure. But when people dump stuff in that alleyway and mm. nothing shits me more, but then I was driving behind this woman and she threw a whole bag of stuff, like takeaway cups and stuff, out of her and I honked at her and she stopped and her and I had a little altercation. What? Yeah, she goes, I'm going to punch your fucking tits in. But I, I said to her, I go, that doesn't even fucking make logistical sense. But I... <laughs> <laughs> systematically I, I think, unpicked her tit punching argument. Yeah, like you're relying way too heavily on my participation in this thing. Because what are you going to punch them in one at a time? So I have to wait for the other one to get punched yeah. in. Or yeah. you know, if you had said I'm going to punch you in the tit, I go okay, one tit's getting it. You know, but I'm going to punch your tits in. Means I'm going to have to wait for her, then turn the other tit. Like that's yeah. I'm not doing that. Look, I'm not going up to anyone with a neck tattoo and going pick up your cigarette, bud. Like, but if it's someone that I go, I can swing a handbag at this lady, then, yeah, I'm going to say something. All right, what about you, shits you? What do you think? Like, fuck, oh, I wish I could change that about myself. I'm just, it just shits me. What annoys me about myself, I dislike past me sometimes for signing myself up 
to future things. Yeah. I got asked to um, MC the um, Warnable Youth Awards or something from my hometown. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. But then it gets cancelled through COVID and they go, oh, maybe we could do an online stream. And I'm like, I, that was the point where I could go, look, I don't think it's going to work, sorry. But yeah. I go, yeah, no worries. I'll produce and edit and broadcast an entire oh, live no. stream for that and it's not going up properly and I'm stressing, I'm, you know, doing this, I'm doing interviews with people. I'm like, like sweat is pouring down my body. I'm trying to talk mm-hmm. like welcome everyone, this Facebook stream key is not going up to live. Then it gets working but there's no audio and I'm like, man, if Alex Dyson could just say no to things better, this yeah. wouldn't be happening. And so, yeah, learning to um, be a little bit easier on myself when it comes to knowing my limits to what I could sign yeah. up for. Yeah, that's something that annoys me a little bit about myself. And the hairy bum thing, that's really annoying. Oh, yeah, I mean, that, I, I can't <laughs> stop thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we're we're all still sitting with that. That's the image to leave the listeners with, isn't it? I mean, obviously, it'll help you when you sit on a cold bench. So you know, it's not all bad. <laughs> Take the positive with that. You will never know exactly what right. it's like to sit on an ice cold bench. Actually, I should write a children's book about that because I just yeah. did one about an orc who liked music and all his friends were like, that's lame, and then in the end it saves the day. Maybe the next one is about this guy's got a very hairy bum and everyone mocked him for it, but at the end he could sit on a cold bench and everyone's like, yeah. well, our bottoms are cold, but he was fine, the end. He didn't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Oh, amazing. <laughs> What's a cold bench? Well, for people who yeah, don't have this. That's, yeah. that's the name of the book. <laughs> What's a cold bench? Yeah, people explaining to Alex, what's a cold bench? <laughs> yeah, just think way, way back before the yeah. hair came in. <laughs> Maybe just we'll go bigger than a children's book. We could go to like full Kevin Costner's Waterworld, like a, a, a future oh, yeah. where where he sort of um, mutated and developed gills to, you know, yeah. live in this future. Maybe it's a world where all the benches are cold and I'm the first human to have evolved to be immune to these cold benches. Yeah, yeah and because perfect. of global warming, you know, like all the extreme temperatures, so we won't have mm. any armpit hair anymore, you know, mm. to cope with the heat in summer, but we all will have hairy asses. <laughs> so then when it gets so cold in winter, we can sit where we like. <laughs> exactly right. Perfect. <laughs> Just for the record, if that happens, I'm going celibate. <laughs> I don't want to be pushing my lesbian agenda on a hairy ass. I just can't. No, there's no, you can only be pushed so far. As, yeah. as I yeah, said, that, everyone should have limits. You should learn to say no to some things. And yeah. I think you've you've taken the moral from this story. Then I'm going to go back to Nigel and go, you're right. I'm you going to right stop with this lesson. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough Already, hosted by me, Ursula Carlson, and produced by Natalie Turner. The supervising producer was Nick McClure, and special thanks to Ella Leaf and Big Sutherland. Couldn't do it without you, gals. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe, share it with all of your friends, tell your mum, tell your sister, don't tell that annoying brother of yours, you know, but definitely share it with a friend. 